Welcome to the Intimate Inspirations Podcast. I am Michelle Blumentritt, and I cannot wait to share with women, no matter what your phase of life, a longtime passion of mine to help you find your beautiful. Hey there. I am so glad that you joined me today. I've had some questions over the years, and especially as I put out this podcast, about how this all came about and conversations that come up that brought this topic up for me. And I thought, why not do an episode that unravels a little bit about who Michelle Blumentritt is and how my passion began for intimacy and self-image. So I hope that you will enjoy and um, also have some amazing takeaways as well. So I am the youngest of three girls. I was born in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, but we moved to Scottsdale, Arizona when I was nine years old. So Arizona is where I grew up. It is my home, although I do have roots still in Pittsburgh. I have my dad's whole side of the family who lives back there and we visit there often every few years with my kids and we love the city. I have a best friend who still lives back there and comes here to visit me in Arizona as well. Those are my roots. That is where I still call home and even when we go back there, I still feel at home. I grew up in a loving Christian home where family and God were our number one priority. I had a very close relationship with my parents, my mom in particular. I feel like both my mom and I were a lot alike and we related really well with one another. We communicated often and I told her everything, or at least I feel like I told her everything. And she was also very communicative communicative with me as well and I just felt like her and I had a relationship that was always very close. I didn't relate as well with my dad but because of my personality and just who I am I had a way of connecting with him anyways. I was always very open about everything and I just communicated with him whatever it was that I felt like I needed from him and he listened and whether he felt like at the time he could handle it or not he always um, did really well with that as well my oldest sister and i are six years apart so i was only in sixth grade when she moved out and then uh, was out on her own but we were close in the way that when i was at home um, and even once she moved out she still kind of took me under her wing. I always looked up to her, her style of clothes, the things that um, she wore and the way that she carried herself. I just always thought that she was beautiful and um, all the things. She still took me, like I said, to places with her and her friends and she would always look out for me when we were there and just we just had a close relationship in a way that was different because we were six years apart and it was probably more like a a mom-daughter kind of a relationship but we were close in that way 
And then my middle sister and I are only two years apart. So we were very close because we were we went through high school together. She was um, a senior when I was a freshman. And we, I mean, we did a lot of things in the youth group and things like that together. So we were extremely close. But because of that, we were you know, fought and got on each other's nerves, obviously, like sisters do. But she was very protective of me and watched out for me growing up all the time. And of course, growing up with sisters, it was only the three of us girls. And so we were always communicative and and we all had different ways of communication and ways of showing and sharing our feelings. Of course, mine was just verbalizing my feelings and I am a very outgoing person and I wear my feelings on my sleeve usually there's not a whole lot people are wondering about me because if you know me at all you know a lot about me it wasn't always that way with both my sisters but like I said we all had our own ways of communication and sharing um, things with one another in different ways I was very involved in church. We went um, to church on Sundays. I also was very involved with the youth group through my junior high and high school years. And I would go every week religiously. I had a very close friend circle within our church um, that I met, you know, most of them in junior high. And I am still close with those friends even today. And we just loved getting together on those Wednesday nights. I I just remember looking forward to youth group and being there and just the fellowship and the friendships and the silly games that we would play in youth group and the impact that I look back and think about the, the impact that those friendships and that the pastor and the youth leaders had on my life now that at the time I didn't even realize that they were impacting me as much as they did. And I went to summer camps. Um, every summer we did um, summer camps in all different places. We'd do winter camps up in Prescott Pines and just all the things. And I loved it. I enjoyed those things. I was pretty naive growing up. I didn't really believe there was much bad in the world. And I had always dreamed of one day growing up, getting married, having kids, being a stay-at-home mom. I have always loved the institution of marriage from an early age. And I feel like a lot of that stems from watching my parents and they were obviously not perfect by any means and they had their issues, but they loved each other and they modeled that love to us girls. And it was something that I remember thinking I was looking forward to that day of being married and having kids of my own. I loved high school. I had a, an amazing group of friends, again, um, from high school. Uh, a lot of them were ones that I did go to church with. Some of them were not, but I surrounded myself with just some really great people at the time, and 
It was a small circle of friends that I did life with all through four years of my high school days. My sophomore year, I started dating someone and dated him through the end of my junior year. And this breakup became a very pivotal role in my life and um, shaped who I became and really changed my relationship with God as well. And I will be doing another episode on that in the future as well. But after that breakup, I, unbeknownst to me, it was preparing me for a lot of things in my life to come. And one of those things was working with the youth group. I started working with junior high shortly after I was still in high school. I believe I was a junior or going into my senior year. And I just poured myself into those young junior high girls and doing Bible studies and events with them and camps with them. And I loved on them like an older sister or a mentor would love on these girls. And I so enjoyed the times that I had with them. I just did not realize at the time how much that was really shaping me for things in the future and just helping me to recognize my love for being able to talk with other women and share with other women some really sometimes tough topics and things that might not always be easy, but because of my openness and my willingness to be vulnerable with other people, I feel like it made me a little bit more approachable at the time and I just loved it. I enjoyed it. It was it was just my jam at the time. I again, I was heartbroken. There was a lot going on and I was um I really felt like I was supposed to be ministering at that time to those young junior hires and they actually were ministering to me more than I think I was ministering to them. Once I graduated high school, I started going to community college for a year or two before I ended up going to a smaller private college and decided to get my elementary education degree to become a teacher. And at the time, I had most of my close friends and both of my sisters who had, at the age of 19 and 20 most of them were engaged or getting married and so this was obviously what I had assumed would be no different for me however I turned 21 and then 22 and uh, begin to wonder if I would just be an old maid and I look at things now and the culture and the way that things are with our kids and what a different world, right? I My kids are think it's crazy that people would get married as young as 19 and 20. But back when I was graduating from high school, that was very common. It was very normal. And so I ended up deciding to go to college. Um, it was not something that many in my entire family actually had done simply because they were getting married um, and and we hadn't had um, 
you know, my parents didn't go to college. My mom didn't really expect me to go to college. We just, like I said, I just assumed I would graduate and soon after get married. And so I did decide to go to college. I was excited and I was looking forward to getting my teaching degree. I ended up, like I said, I went to a small private college and I did get my elementary education degree, but I also met my husband there uh, while attending the college. He was actually only there for a year before he would uh, take over his dad's air conditioning business. And um, then he ended up quitting college at the time. And I just ended up moving on to um, graduate and get married and get my first teaching job all in the same year, which wasn't crazy or stressful at all. Um, I was 24 years old at the time when I had graduated college and gotten married. And then that fall started uh, my teaching job as a fourth grade teacher. And then I was probably around that time that I started to evaluate some things about myself and just realized that I had a passion, which I believe is really a gift to minister or even mentor to women to help them find confidence and security and empower them in their marriage to be able to openly discuss topics that not all women feel comfortable talking about. And for me, it actually started with something as simple as me having to always match my underwear to whatever it was that I was wearing. Usually, my bra would match my underwear as well. However, that was not always the case. It was usually my outfit matching my panties. I know it sounds crazy. I say this to tell you this is kind of where my story began with what made me realize how passionate I was about intimacy. And you think, how did that turn into this? But it did. And it spurred on conversation with other people, other girlfriends of mine that we would get together and talk about these things. And um, again, my outgoing personality and willingness to be open with others was kind of that combined with my passion of what I really wanted to one day hopefully pour into other women and talk to them about intimacy and marriages and all the topics that go along with that. Sometimes they're fun and exciting and spicy and sometimes they're tough topics and they're not always fun and exciting to talk about and they um, might be difficult to unravel. So going back to why I felt like I did what I did when I would always think that my underwear needed to match my outfits, which is still the case, but started to really delve into that and realize that this is just something that made me feel more beautiful and sexy, kind of from the inside out. And it was a small detail that didn't take much thought or effort, but it made a difference in the way that I felt and my self-image because it gave me that little bit of feeling like 
I was taking care of myself. It was, like I said, it was a small detail that at the time only I knew about and I was the only one who knew it or saw it, but that didn't matter to me. So let me unpack that topic for just a quick minute. So I decided when I was much younger, I had decided probably in junior high and high school that I was going to save myself for my husband. And let me tell you, it was not easy. And I certainly was not perfect in that area, but I did end up keeping my virginity until I was married. That being said, I also had this fairy tale Hollywood expectation of what it would be like to be newlyweds because I would watch these movies. Now, if you're someone who's not married or you're just newly married, this is for you. Listen in. I would watch these, you know, sappy love stories or movies on TV when I was younger and I would see these couples get married and buy a cute apartment or a house together and they would move in and be fixing up their home and painting and oh we'd get paint on each other and just all of the sudden that would turn into this mad passionate sex in the middle of the living room apartment floor and all that. And that was in my mind. That was my expectation. That is what I viewed it as being. Now, I'm not saying that that can't happen or doesn't happen by any means, especially when you're newlyweds and cannot certainly um, be something that happens well into marriage as well. But that's definitely not the everyday reality, right? As we all know. So it did take a little bit of adjusting for me to this Hollywood marriage that I had in my mind before I actually got married and making me realize that um, that wasn't always the case. And it kind of also gave me that openness to be able to talk with other women about intimacy and marriage and realizing that some women still feel that way, that that isn't how things are. And maybe they don't feel like they can talk about intimacy or even have that close intimacy with their husbands. And they didn't feel comfortable talking about that with other people because who wants to talk about those things or who wants to say that? And so I think it spurred on conversations with close friends of mine initially or people that I would come in contact with or even sometimes just doing Bible studies with or whatever that may look like that we would just be having conversations and I just realized that not everyone first of all thinks and feels the same way about intimacy and sometimes women have even misconceptions about it and maybe just what that really looks like. And especially I know in a Christian home or a Christian marriage, that can be something as well that can be also looked at in different lights. And intimacy isn't always something that's talked about as often as well. And so I just became passionate about thinking about how one day I would get 
to be able to share this and talk with other women, whether that was to write a book or do a devotional book that I wrote or maybe have some sort of a study group or a Bible study of women. But being able to uh, find that right platform just was never super easy for me. And I never really knew what that would look like. And timing also played a big part. So this is something that has been When I say a long time coming, I really mean that it's been at least 20 years kind of in the making where I have thought about these things. I have written out lots of notes and kept different ideas and topics and things that I would want to be able to talk about and then one day be able to get those out. But timing, I believe, was everything. And I also believe that God has just given that right moment in time in my life as different experiences that I really would not have had earlier in my life that I do now have to be able to share with other people on topics that are relevant to my story and to other people's story as well for me to be able to put them out there. So going back a little bit to where I had left off, about when I got married, I became a fourth grade teacher. We then had our son, our firstborn, Brayden. And shortly after he was born, we had my daughter, Brinley. So they're about two years apart. And then our third child, Brooklyn, is about two and a half years from my middle daughter. I became a stay-at-home mom right when I had my son, Brayden, my firstborn. And um, when my youngest was about five years old, I had thought about possibly going back to work, doing something maybe part-time. I wasn't planning to go back to teaching. That was not something, even though I loved teaching and definitely enjoyed it at the time, it just was not something I was ready to d- dive back into as a part, you know, a full-time position with my daughter only being five years old at the time. So we kind of kicked around some different ideas of some part-time work and right at that same time the person that was working for my husband and I in our business we have an air conditioning business and we found out that she was embezzling and I had to immediately step into the office role and just do whatever it was that I could do to figure things out as quickly as I could figure them out to be able to take over that office role. And that was in 2012. I was not very well educated as far as finances and any of the software that we were using. These were all foreign to me. I'm a nurturer by nature. I was a teacher. So that's what I knew. Walking into a role where I was having to balance checkbooks and do deposits and answer phones and it was so different than anything and the way that I had to enter in not only was I processing working full-time with my husband, um, having to work closely beside him and being away from home full-time and then trying to figure out how to do these things that were not at all within my nature was just a lot at the time to have to process. And we, I would say, although him and I have definitely not mastered being um, working together, 
and being married as well, we definitely are, I would say, have done a pretty good job at it up in, you know, especially today, 10, 11 years later, after that all happened. And, you know, like I said, processing what that meant for us, having someone having stolen from us. And it was just, it was a lot at the time. And there will be future podcasts that I will be having my husband on as well, where we'll kind of go through our relationship as a working relationship and a personal relationship in our marriage. But we did, I stayed in the business. I am still working in the business today, although we now, I now have five girls that work with me in the office and we have 15 of us employees total there. So we have grown. That was from the four total employees that we had back in 2012. So I know that the business has been blessed um, because of me being able to follow what I know needed to happen at the time and jumping in and stepping alongside of my husband to help him in a time where we didn't know what we were doing or what we were going to do or what that would look like. So um, that was actually pretty amazing. Right about that same time, my mom, this was still in 2012, my mom was diagnosed with dementia and I stayed home, well, stayed with her in her home one day a week. So I was working and then one day a week I would go to my mom's and be with her for a majority of the day on whatever day that was of the week and just hang out with her and loved those days. My dad worked, so he would go to work and we would, my sister and I would take turns going over there. And then she had a caregiver that would go the rest of the days. And those mom days were some of the best days and also some of the hardest days as the time went on, but they were precious to me. In June of 2020, yes, that was during COVID, of course. So very early in 2020, actually right when COVID started, I discovered that I had a lump and found out in June of 2020 that it was breast cancer. There was no chemo needed and um, what they had suggested was just getting a lumpectomy to remove the cancer and the lump and have radiation treatments and then hormone blocker therapy for five years. After much consideration, I opted against all of those things and just chose to do a double mastectomy. That happened in 20 of um, September of 2020. I had reconstruction surgery in December of that same year, and I was 99.9% cured of my cancer after doing my double mastectomy. I will also be having future episodes on that in a little bit more detail to share that story as well. So phew, I had gotten through 2020 and COVID and cancer and thought to myself, Lord, let's hope that 2021 is better and it can really only get better, right? Fast forward to November of 2021, My dad passed away while he was in the hospital with COVID. Decisions on how to now take care of my mom 
and where would she stay and who would stay with her if she decided to be at home or needed to be at home. My dad had always wanted her to be able to stay in her own house if anything had happened to him first and we really truly wanted to honor that. So for about three weeks, my sisters and I all took turns and were staying over there every three days, four days, going back and forth. It was pretty exhausting. Not only were we grieving the loss of my dad with my mom, but we were also having to care for her and be strong for her and try to figure out what it was that we were going to do now that we were looking ahead as far as her future and what that would look like. She thankfully had an amazing caregiver that worked and took care of her for the 10 years prior and was with her during the days. And that caregiver decided to move in at the end of November of 2021. And then in January, it was December really, that my mom was having some severe pain and her neck, her back, her arm, and she was declining pretty rapidly. And we ended up in about mid-January getting a diagnosis that she had bone and liver cancer, which was her breast cancer that had metastasized into her bones and liver. She had been diagnosed with breast cancer just before I was diagnosed with breast cancer in 2020. Hers was a little more severe and she did still just get radiation and didn't go through chemo, but then it had metastasized and it had gone into her liver and bones. And from what we understand, she was pretty riddled at the time that they discovered it. Two weeks from the day that they diagnosed her, she passed away, which was at the end of January in 2022. I tell you all of this to say that God has really brought me through some difficult things, to say the least, in just the past three years even. And it has really pushed me to pursue my passion of sharing my life experiences now more than ever. I'm just so excited to not only be able to share my passion about talking through and with some of these fun things, even some tough topics as well as it pertains to intimacy and also have some amazing guests and hopefully some resources for my listeners as well. I am positive that the timing was perfect for this podcast. I have so many fun and exciting topics ahead that I will be diving deep into. Thank you so much for listening and remember you are beautiful.